Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Hope you're having a good Monday morning. I know I am. If you're new to this podcast, thank you for joining. It's a show all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And what I mean by that is how are they properly encouraging and fostering real experiences from their consumers to be shared? And then how are they circulating those back into their own communities? What I call this, as the namesake of the show goes, is building the authentic influence that they wield. And today we're going to put our podcast where your mouth is. I'm on with Smile Direct Club and their chief marketing officer, John Sheldon. We talk all about how the brand is capturing and encouraging people to share those raw moments. It's really a vulnerable experience to better your smile. I mean, this is a very emotional topic for some people, their teeth and how they present themselves. And Smile Direct Club is doing a lot to help improve lives there. Those stories are what Smile Direct Club relies on to build its business. And so we talk about all the newest ways you can interact with the brand, as well as ways that it is looking to authentically build itself up. John's got a lot to say, and so I'll sit back and let him say it to you. So without further ado, this is our interview for today from Smile Direct Club. It's John Sheldon. All right, everybody. I'm here with John Sheldon from Smile Direct Club. John, thanks so much for joining the show. It's great to have you on today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to ask a bunch of questions about what you all are doing. And, you know, this is because, at least for me, my journey through orthodontia was, uh, as a child, was uh, storied. And I think for most people, this is the type of thing where, you know, outside of maybe their, their appearance of physical health, you know, the way that their smile looks is an extremely vulnerable but also important part for them. So it's, it's a pivotal journey that you're leading folks on to help them get to a better, a better smile and a better look. So uh, plenty of great, I'm sure, raw moments that can be captured along the way of that journey, which I hope you guys are taking advantage of. I have plenty of questions on. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. First thing I want to do is dive into John, and that starts with your journey because you have been there uh, a little, like a year, a little over a year and a half, almost two years, sort of in between. Um, Also came from a prior digs of mine and MasterCard, so that's cool, but I want to know what Smile did to bring you in, to make you smile. How'd you get there? What's your, what's your story there? Yeah, a couple things. And, you know, the first thing is uh, that attracted me to the company was the level of disruption and innovation they were bringing to a static industry. Um, and it fits really well with my background. Uh, I've had a 25 plus year background working in and around disruptive businesses and, and in e-commerce and, or, you know, and or in, uh, working in the space of innovation, which I did uh, mostly in my time at MasterCard. And uh, this is a role that really was looking to bring together so many of the things that, uh, that I've done. I've done a, I've had the opportunity to launch a number of startup companies that were uh, in new spaces. I've had the opportunity to work with really, really large companies uh, you know, like eBay and MasterCard uh, who are looking to innovate better and faster. And this is a company that was kind of, does a little bit of both. Um, you know, we're, we've become a very large company very quickly. So all of the things you need to do to be successful in that environment, the processes you need to put in place, the team and leadership that you need to put in place, the systems you need to put in place are things I feel like I have great experience doing. And so, you know, that was a right fit for me when, uh, when Smile Rec Club uh, reached out. The other end of it, um, which I 
suspected when they first reached out to me and, and I dove into a little through the interview process was about their purposefulness. And, and I had the chance to work with some pretty phenomenal purposeful businesses, uh, including getting the chance to launch the MasterCard Labs for Financial Inclusion uh, in Nairobi, Kenya, working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So after that experience, I knew I didn't want to work in a business that didn't have a strong purpose underlying it. And obviously, the confidence that comes from Smile You Love is something that can really change a person's life. And you know, I thought about that before I came here, but now in my role today, and we'll talk about this some more, I'm sure, uh, I see it every day, the impact that we're having on people's lives. And, and it's very fulfilling uh, from that perspective. And, and so that purposefulness was very attractive to me uh, when, when Smile Laura Club reached out. And it is definitely something that, that we'll talk about. We tend to do so, but yeah, I can, I can only imagine. It's a very cool thing you were doing, by the way, MasterCard, because um, I was there to see it. But the things that drive you then, obviously being fulfilled is one of them. But in mentioning that, that, that you, you're building that team and building the expertise up at Smile Direct Club, what do you look for in team members? Or what, what, what principles, like, let's say if you were founding all of these startups, you all had founding principles for a business, but what are the sort of the founding principles of John? Like, what, if you're looking for folks to, to, to work with or things to do, what, is, what are those elements that drive you? Yeah, so the first thing is I don't need to hire a whole team of me's. Right? And what I need is a successful team of people that bring different skill sets and different temperaments to the table um, in order for the team to work really well and cohesively. Um, the, but at the same time, there are some commonalities among people that are really successful in working at this company and working with me. Um, and those are you know, principles such as you know, winning as a team. Uh, you know, we work really hard uh, all the time and we have big goals, uh, goals that are set on an individual basis and goals that are set for the, for the company as a whole. And the short answer is the people that are successful working in this company and, and working with me, you know, view those goals on a corporate basis you know, and look to win as a team. The second piece we talk about all the time is intellectual curiosity. Um, you know, in this company, we sometimes call it uh, inspired by the why. And that's because, uh, you know, in a business like ours that is changing so quickly, um, you know, where, where the growth is happening so rapidly, um, consumer behavior is changing. We need to understand that. And so we spend a ton of our time peeling back the layers on, uh, you know, the different performance of our media or, or, you know, some of the creative messaging that's in the market, the consumer experiences that we're creating, what happens in our shop. And if, you know, if you believe in a place called good enough and you can set something aside and walk away from it, that's the beginning of when it starts to, to die off and become uh, less and less effective all the time. And so that second piece of intellectual curiosity is really crucial. And that ties really closely to the third piece which is um, having really strong intellectual agility. This company makes major zigs and zags in how we operate all the time. And those aren't rounded curves, they are sharp curves. And the people for whom that frustrates um, become less successful here. Uh, and the people who, who embrace that and kind of ride those cuts and anticipate those cuts are the ones that are gonna ultimately be the most successful. Now I'm curious as you say that because, well, first of all, that's uh, very interesting on that intellectual curiosity. I, I tend to value that a lot myself and being inspired by the why is a good way to put that. 
Um, I do. I, I will get to that in a little bit later again, later when we talk about being purpose-driven and in the, in the people who are successful and how people can be successful. I always, always ask for advice on this show. But the sharp curves, I, so... Do you have an example for like, for example, like what, what one of the most like, like interesting, maybe for you personally, like sharp curves that you've experienced over the last nearly two years, um, assuming you can mention it and, and what, what it was like and, and how truly they, you know, small direct cloud came out and was, and was agile about it. Because of course I can understand it from like, for example, being at a startup that happens all the time. Well, small direct club is now a quite large organization. And, and I can imagine that sharp curves are, um, they require a lot. I'm just curious uh, about that. Let me provide one example. I'm going to be, have to be a little generic, but, but just stay with me. As you can imagine, our business uh, has really critical regulatory requirements and restrictions to it. Um, and those might be in terms of financing, in terms of what we can advertise and how we advertise, or of course, specifically related to the products themselves. You know, we were looking at a, a, one of the countries we were very interested in entering, but it looked like we had a lengthy hurdle to get over um, before we could get into that country. And so we had set it kind of out several months uh, to launch. But we got some really interesting and important news that allowed us to you know, move faster and, and, and pull up entering that country several months. And uh, because of the size of the country and the opportunity that was there and the competitive environment was there, we wanted to do that. So a country we were talking about being in the back half of 2019, you know, you know, might have moved up six months because we cleared that regulatory uh, hurdle that allowed us to get in much, much more quickly. Obviously, you know, you have to rejigger your prioritizations in that uh, at that point, but that's that's exactly what I mean by having to be, in, you know, agile and handle those sharp curves. Yeah, right. That is great to hear about um, because, you know. I, I was sort of wondering, even as I was asking the question, I was like, "Oh gosh, I didn't want to seem like I was <laughs> saying, oh, tell me about the, tell me about the, the struggles.'" But um, that is a cool way to look at it. When when you get that kind of clearance, you got to get up and go right now um, to have to move quickly because it is necessary. Because you want to get in there. Um, that that's a that's a cool thing to think about, and 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 obviously glad that you were able to do so. Eh, it didn't seem too generic. That was pretty good. All right, good. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, well, let, let, let's talk about more the business side then for a second, um, because we've talked a little bit about so so far how this is really changing people's lives. And, and of course, it does bring up those sort of concerns of what exactly you can advertise. And I think it's probably because it is so impactful to people and they will they will act. This is a very important thing for them is how their smile looks. Um, and along the way, I imagine, got to be tons of stories, stories every day that are told whether you know it or not, whether they, maybe even whether you like it or not. Uh, I want to know the ways in which Small Direct Club is, is, is harnessing that, that power, that, that buzz, that, uh, that, that engine that's always on of people out there talking about their experiences, because I have to assume it's a huge part of the way that the business grows. Yeah, I mean, the, it's really important for us to keep a, a strong grip on the consumer's experience and, and, and their results and how they talk about those results. And because getting the smile is so transformative for people, it's amazing, um, oftentimes they talk about it and they share about it. And we have you know, a really critical team uh, that spends time uh, working on our reputation management in social media and unearthing before and after photos and transformation stories so that we can tell those um, you know, in, in the business. And, and 
that, you know, they're all over the place. If you look at our website, you know, we have tons and tons of, we call them BNAs, that's before and after photos, and lots of case studies that we put, put into our blog and, and even into, you know, testimonial TV spots, like one we have going right now with a woman named Chamani, who, you know, her first line of, uh, that she said to us is, Smile Red Club changed my life. Um, and so, you know, we want to embrace those stories because they give huge credibility to a business that is really in earnest, only five years old and doing something that hadn't been done before. And so that credibility is, is really essential. Absolutely. And um, that's always great to have those sorts of stories that you can put front and center. If I can speak tactically for a moment or ask a question tactically for a moment, with all that buzz going on, you just mentioned that Smutter Club, and, and I don't really have a good analogy to this except to say I've spoken with a lot of the financial organizations and obviously they're subject to regulations, especially how people talk about their things. Um, is there a balance that needs to be struck with the way that you are positioning these consumer stories or the way that they're positioning the stories and concerns around whether the service is being accurately described or positioned or marketed? Um Again, it seems like those regulations are important, and I just wonder if there's any perceived, if there's any agility that needs to happen to make sure that uh, everything stays above board. Yeah, I mean, like, like any healthcare-oriented uh, uh, product or service, you know, we have to make sure we're not overpromising. You know, and and you know, one of the one of the areas that we talk about this is. You know, when we do our smile assessments and people go through our smile assessment and they, they do a quick self-assessment. Uh, but, you know, in the end, we need to say, hey, listen, you know, we can't tell you for sure if you're a candidate. Only your doctor or dentist from our network can really prescribe the product. And that's why, you know, we need the, the, the kit to be completed or the scan to be completed so they can evaluate, you know, all of the data points to decide if you're appropriate for our service. Actually, we refer hundreds of customers who today aren't necessarily eligible because they have either periodontal disease or something else going on, you know, directly to, to uh, local dentists in their communities, um, you know, so that they can get themselves in condition to be able to come back to us. And of course, hopefully in the long run, be a customer for us. Got it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's interesting to, to, to think about um, because I, uh, even coming into this, I wasn't thinking like, oh, okay. Regulation is a big thing they got to worry about, but I imagine, yeah, just like any other healthcare player, it's right, right there. So then, let's talk for a second about uh, the, the the middle word uh, that being that being direct. The the great news about uh, you know what you guys have been able to grow and build over the last five years is that uh, you, you are changing individual lives and you are hearing that directly from these folks. And with that comes great power in the ability to form these direct relationships, one to one. Brands talk a lot about first-party data and how important that is becoming. Um, I'm curious in what are some of the newest ways or maybe a new way in which Smile Direct Club is, is working to build those one-to-one relationships and get truly individualized in the way that it communicates with folks. Yeah, a co- couple things. First of all, it has to do with just generally focusing on the customer experience end-to-end. And again, as, as a direct company, we, we have that ability. We actually see the customer from the moment they hear about our brand for the first time all the way through the end of their treatment. You know, we are in control of that, uh, of that experience on an end-to-end basis, of course, in partnering with the, the doctor, uh, the dentist, or orthodontist that's a part of our network. But that visibility exists to us end-to-end. And, and that includes making sure that we uh, you know, really study and evaluate specific moments key moments in the consumer journey. So, you know, two things that we do 
every week, and we do this for every single country that we would launch in, is as an executive team, we watch, uh, we do what we call uh, video reviews. So people come into our smile shop and have an experience with one of our smile guides uh, with their permission. We record some of those videos for, for uh, educational purposes. And as a leadership team, we watch those with the, store, the shop teams. We watch it with the customer service teams and listen to exactly what's being said, what potential objections are, and how that experience is going, and, and look to uh, you know, shape that experience to, around the different things that we're seeing uh, you know, in these video reviews. And we do the same thing on the back end with the, with the, with the customer service review. So we listen to you know, dozens of phone calls every week. Um, you know, what are people calling in and talking about? Are there new topics that they're bringing up for the first time? You know, this time of year, we hear a lot about HSA and FSAs. How should we be talking about that further with our, with our customers? So all of that, you know, you, you, you pick up in those one-to-one uh, anecdotal type environments. And then you have to figure out how, to, how do I evaluate what the scale of each one of these things are? And so, again, we're tracking very closely, you know, the search work people find on our site, the entry points that they come in, did they come in through a blog post that answered a specific question, and how can we guide their journey based on that? And, you know, because this is a very uh, intimate product, it's $2,000, or $1,895 in the U.S., and it's going to take you six months where you're putting this uh, piece of plastic in your mouth. Um, you know, people have a lot of objections. So we really work with the smile guides very closely to help them you know, really listen to the customer as they're sitting in the chair and thinking about what their objections might be. But also, on the, you know, we uh, have a very strong, one of the most sophisticated I've ever seen, CRM communication streams that really guide a customer through every step of the process. And it's everything from you know, answering questions about insurance or, uh, or um, helping them understand when to change their aligners out, FAQs about their aligners, you know, things they may be thinking, feeling, or doing at certain points in the journey, um, you know, all, the way, all the way to the end and celebrating uh, you know, the completion of their, uh, of their smile uh, through, the, through the treatment plan. And so you know, and every behavior that we see the consumer take could have an impact on which piece of the CRM they're seeing or doing. So that is a uh, fantastic technology to have because, um, uh, of course, as you are, uh, the, the idea of smile guides is also really, is also really great um, because I am, for example, I'm not a customer of Smile Direct Club, so I don't have a huge eye into exactly how it works, but it just seems that at all of these touch points, you are sort of crafting, like you said, very sophisticated, um, but individual relation, relationship as well. So that's really good. Um, and I imagine with that, you get people who are really passionate about the work that you do, but also their tendency to refer it to others. In, in that vein, uh, all of this great information that you aggregate and that you listen to, obviously listening is a huge part of this. Uh, I'm curious in some of the ways, and I think you might have been over one or two of them before, but if you have to rehash, then please do. Some of the ways in which these stories are are amplified broadly, these messages, and, and I know you, it, the, the BNAs are a, a big part of that, um, but maybe we'll go back to the what are some of the newest ways type question. What are the, some of the newest ways you're leveraging and amplifying this, this, this groundswell? Um, the reason why I'm asking, it's because I ask everybody this question really, is because that is, at least in my definition, the root of what authentic influence really is, is can you get people to be your own loudspeaker and go out 
and say, yes, Model Direct Club changed my life and it's going to change yours. And, and, you know, obviously I'm sure that has good brand benefits, but I'm curious some of the ways in which you are helping that process along. Yeah. Let me just amplify the point you're making, which is referrals for our business are critical. So essential. Nothing is going to beat a one-to-one referral about the impact that we're having on somebody's life and what their experience was with our brand. And we do a ton of things to encourage those referrals, to incent those referrals, uh, but also uh, to make sure that they are uh, truly, truly genuine. Um, you know, one of the things that we do to help capture customer stories, for example, if we see a particularly great before and after BNA, we have a, a, a tool we use called DScout, uh, they'll be happy I mentioned them, uh, where we actually send them a list of questions that they can record, much like we're doing with this podcast. They can record verbally or in video their response to those questions, and we kind of are cataloging all of those kind of uh, witnesses, if you will, to the effectiveness of the brand. And you know, we're able to use those you know, across the board in, in much of our marketing, whether it's in our digital marketing or in some of our, our even our TV ads. Again, uh, you know, Chimani is a great, great example of that I mentioned her before. Now we've done a ton of work with uh, working with her, and and so the biggest, lo- you know, in working with the biggest loser, Chimani is going to be on a handful of the vignettes that we're, we're uh, you know, doing as part of working with them on the show. So you know, just getting these kind of stories like that uh, out in the wild are really great, and they come in really rapidly i mean every week there's there's several we had you know a, a mom a mom and her daughter you know, tw- you know twins where one has braces and the other is using smile direct club you know every week we get a really fun interesting uh you know angles on these stories that we we want to try to tell and share with with our community we really do think of that the third word in our brand name club and take that very seriously and try to create a community around the experience that people are having as they go through this transformation journey that is um, one of the better answers that I've heard to that question. So first, thanks <laughs> for that, um, because what what I I'm gonna open up the onion a little bit here. What I really hope to hear when I ask that, because it's what I personally believe, is that folks are telling me that they will go out and on a secondary basis reach out to their consumers and and get them to do more in terms of you know I guess content related, but at least provide more information. It doesn't happen too often, so that. That technology where you're getting people to sort of uh, respond to questions and, and using that, that is really cool. I really like that. So as an aside, kudos. Um, so then, all right, understood from the customer journey. Let's talk about a higher spirit here and specifically the purpose stuff because I know that that is something that you personally invest to as we determined at the top of this. I want to know what Small Direct Club is doing specifically to be purpose-driven as well. So can you tell me about that? Sure, and I think this happens at two layers. First is just our core business already starts out of the gate with a strong sense of purpose, right? So uh, the power of transformation uh, that that occurs for us, you know, we're helping kind of spread people's smiles and helping them be more confident so they can impact the world around them in the ways that they really want to. So at our core, there's a huge purpose-driven component to this. And, and, you know, that extends out into... Um, you know, really the foundation of our business, which is affordability, convenience, and access to care. And that access to care piece is really critical. Did you know 60% of the counties in the United States do not have an orthodontist in them? 60%. And so our products, particularly our impression kit, 
uh, enable people, you know, in those counties to get access to, you know, straight in care that they've never had access to before. And we've actually, uh, we've actually have customers in about 75% of those counties today. So it's, it's great for us to continue to you know, be able to enable that access to care that's never existed before. Secondly, the convenience piece is really important to folks, right? A lot of people have full-time jobs. They can't step out to, uh, you know, to, to go to the orthodontist 10 times, uh, you know, by being a, a direct consumer piece where we manage that relationship uh, on a virtual basis. Um, you know, we send everybody their, all of their aligners all at once. And so they don't have to have costly dental or orthodontist visits uh, as, part, as part of their process. And so all these things really help, you know, ultimately people achieve that uh, transformation in their lives. But we've taken that one step further and this year launched the Smile Direct Club Foundation. And that is focused on empowering people in times of transition, whether that might be from uh, college to the workforce or from an unstable home environment to a new life um, or, uh, or even leaving uh, military service and entering the civilian community. These transitions that occur that can be very challenging for some folks, we're investing uh, you know, some of the profitability of our business in supporting people both in our community uh, and, and you know, across the world in each of the countries that we're in through uh, grants from the Smile Direct Club Foundation including, by the way, uh, locally here where we're founded in Nashville, we're partners with the, um, the Nashville Predators Foundation, which does a great job here locally. And we've got the first ever sponsorship of a local foundation, uh, of, of, a, of a sports team foundation uh, in a branded way. And so that's some unique things that we've done as a brand to continue to expand uh, our impact in the communities based on our ability to transform lives. Wow, that's cool. Um, a bit of coincidence, listeners, you'll know we just interviewed the NHL about two weeks ago. Um, but that is uh, excellent to know that that not only was it there from the beginning, but that it has been layered over time, especially with the work that the foundation is doing. That's really special. Um, all right. So what we've touched on today is a bunch uh, stuff but that drives you, stuff that drives the business, stuff that drives the purpose. Um, those principles that you mentioned at the top, I'm sure bode well uh, when asking this last question, which I'd like to close today with, which is around advice. I always ask for this because the folks that listen to the show are, are knee-deep in marketing. I mean, they're mostly marketers. They really are. And they're either uh, at well-established brands or at startups or sole proprietors, and they're just generally looking to build better relationships with people and, and to learn how to do it. This is clearly something that Small Direct Club knows how to do. This is clearly something that you hold as personally important. And as such, I would be remiss to not ask the following. Given your experience, what would be a piece of advice or a number one tip or something to say to those folks who are looking to build a more authentic brand or more direct relationships? And I know it's going to sound really simple and pedantic, but the first piece is just listen to your customers. You know, I read chats that occur on our website. Again, I watch those video reviews. I sit in call reviews. Every single person that I've referred into the company, I ask them to take the time to write me up what their experience was like and where were the challenges and how can we be better? And so, you know, we're completely a customer-obsessed brand. And I'm not the only person doing that. You know, I look at my entire team, in fact, all of our leadership team in the company, you know, to do that. And so we're getting that feedback around to the different parts of the organization that can impact those changes straight away. 
Um, it's critical for us because we're a democratization brand, right? We're trying to bring access to something that's never been available to this many people, you know, uh, uh, make it, and now make it available. But the other thing, you know, I'll give you one example of things, you know, your customers, if you do that, your customers can then lead you as a brand. You know, one of the things so many of our customers told us is, hey, after I pull out that last aligner and my teeth are straight, I feel like you're just waving goodbye and wishing me good luck. And, you know, I wish there was more ways that you could be a part of, you know, my, my maintenance of my smile. And that led to, you know, some new products that we launched just in the last couple of weeks um, that we're doing right now exclusively through Walmart, an electric toothbrush, toothpaste that we're going to be doing, uh, you know, whitening products, uh, and actually the ability to clean aligners, a product called the Smile Spot. Our customers led us to those, uh, to those products. Um, through you know, wanting to extend their relationship with our brand. And so we did a ton of research about how, how they would, what they would look for in those products and you know, do they want, what features do they value and not value. And of course, for us, how do we do that in a premium way at a democratized price? And that's really you know, at the core of our brand. So from, from my perspective, if you listen to your customers, they will lead you to the places both in terms of what they want to see hear, experience, and buy from you. And, and that's, the, that's really at the heart of, of how we can become more authentic in the messaging is to listen and then actually respond on their agenda and not yours. So to listen, and you're, you're right, I, I do hear that quite a bit. Um, but the way, the way to respond is, is something that I hear less often, something that befits their agenda that also is cool by the way and i i have talked to a couple of folks who say like oh you know we weren't even thinking about xyz product this other service and then a bunch of customers started talking about it so we kind of just did it and then it really worked <laughs> you know it, it ended up benefiting the brand a lot funny how that works out but obviously that that's what happens when you listen well uh it's been a pleasure listening to you over the past roughly half hour here and learning about your journey to this point, everything you're doing with Small Direct Club. And I, I hope for the best going forward for you. But for now, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to hear from you. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to talk to you. Thank you so much to John Sheldon from Smile Direct Club for joining the show today. It was great to hear all about everything Smile Direct Club is doing. And best of luck going forward. If you like this show, if today's episode made you smile, here's what you can do to make me smile. Join our LinkedIn community. It's just a page, Authentic Influence Podcast, but give it a follow. It's where all of our new episodes go. It's where clips from the show go. It's where other little interesting tidbits will go as I see fit. And it's a great place for you to be sharing your opinions of what you think, as well as sharing your recommendations for who should appear next. So I encourage you to give that a follow. And of course, stay subscribed wherever you're listening to this right now. If you feel so inclined, a rating and review on something like an Apple Podcasts is also really appreciated. Personally, I'm on LinkedIn, Adam Connor, and you can also just connect with me and share all this individually. That also really does make my day, week, month, and yes, even my year. I'll be back with you again on Thursday with another fantastic story and another fantastic exec sharing about how they're making their brand more authentic through mobilizing their masses. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.